Welcome back, fellow adventurers, to another spellbinding episode of My Sister's TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacy. And today we're venturing deep into the mystical realms of fantasy romance, where love intertwines with magic and epic quests are set against enchanting backdrops. From epic sword fights to steamy encounters, we've got it all. So grab your favorite potion or cup of tea. And snuggle into your comfiest reading nook and let's embark on this fantastical journey together. Uh. <laughs> okay, I'm actually really excited to make this episode. Yeah. Yeah, we've got like a lot of fantasy romances on the go, I think. It's been long overdue. <laughs> yes. 100%. And I feel like last month just sort of put us way in the dumps. We went well against our grain and now we're back. Oh, yeah. We tried. Yeah. I tried. I don't think it worked for us very well. Uh, I no, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. No, it may have been my worst month for reading. Yeah. So. That's like that, the TikTok that I tagged you in. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't remember what he said, but basically, no. you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So true. It was not tasty. No. Um, okay, you want to start us off with the some book news or some new releases? Give me, give sure. Me. Now, normally we do like the book news first, and I know that you said that there was something Oh, yeah. You had to bring up. Okay. So let's do that first. <laughs> I only have one little tidbit of some Little, little crumbs yeah little crumb uh it's just rumors it's just rumors okay. but i just want to talk about it because i don't like it oh no i don't <laughs> don't like it okay um so i know tiktok is not a reliable source and i know this is probably it could be fan made up but <sighs> so oh, apparently there's rumors who's gonna play resand in the avatar series <gasps> No, oh no no it can't be real i freaking hope that it's not real because i am not okay do you know who jacob elordi is yes no that gotta be that gotta be fake it can't be real it does it doesn't fit it does not fit i picture him as like well the kissing booth movies i really enjoy yeah. those but yeah but no. he's not reese no no do not ruin Reese. No. For this whole entire Akatar community, I I won't watch it. Not gonna no. Mm-mm. To me, it just he he's like a child. Yeah. Like I can't picture him as an adult. Yeah. No. Um I, I don't remember what his name is, and I'm gonna kick myself later, but um the guy in uh 365 days. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I just watched that again the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> yeah, that is who I picture. And should I say daddy? <laughs> Do you need to go back and read those other books now? <laughs> okay. You know what? Yeah. Spot on. Yep. Spot on. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. Give me some more good news, Stacey. Okay. Uh, So the new releases for September, there were so many to choose from. Like, this month just seems like it's off the charts with, like, good books. And it's not necessarily all authors that I'm familiar with or anything like that. It's just the descriptions on these books sound so good. Okay, can't wait to hear the first one that I've got is Lies and Other Love Languages by Sonali Dev. That's out on September 26th, and it's a contemporary fiction. 331 pages. Best-selling advice columnist Vandy Guru built her career teaching others how to live honestly and courageously, but after the loss of her husband, Vandy's public veneer can barely conceal her grief. When her beloved daughter... Malika suddenly disappears and her estranged childhood best friend, Rainy, returns, stirring up long-buried secrets, Vandy's carefully crafted life feels at risk. Aspiring choreographer 
Malika Guru is tired of failure. When another audition ends in rejections, she signs up for a genetic study to find out why she's so different from her accomplished family. But the results reveal her whole life to be a lie, and Rani seems to be the only one who knows the truth. Rani sacrificed everything for Vandy once, but to hold on to the life she's rebuilt, she must confront her troubled history and face Vandy and Malika. Join these three extraordinary women as they journey from L.A. to Mumbai on an incredible path of discovery, hope, and love. Oh, okay. I like that, actually, especially, like, you know, shit is going to hit the fan when she obviously finds out that her family is not actually her family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And I just happen. love it being, like, the three different perspectives of them. It's just, I think it's going to be good. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that author before, though. Have you? No. I, I haven't read anything by them, so. What is this? Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Right? So I first seen that on Instagram. She was, like, doing a lot of different posts and that about it. Okay, and I was intrigued. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she's in Stranger Things. She's in Enola Holmes. So I don't know if she wrote it or if she had, like, a ghostwriter write it for her, but. Okay, yeah. So this is 19 Steps by Millie Bobby Brown. Uh... This was released on the 12th of September, and it's a historical fiction with 308 pages. I always say that, like, I want to get into more historical fictions, Mm -hmm. but I just, I haven't yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm too much of a romance slut. I can't get out of it. (laughs) You just need to find the ones that take, like, the real spiciness that you like from romance in a historical setting and then that would be like your bridge between the two and you'll ease into historical then there we go that's what i need to do i just um trust me there is a genre for everything so i'm sure you can find some rude ass oh just wait till you hear about what i'm currently reading (laughs) oh god i can't wait to hear it (laughs) okay okay all right fill us in on what this one's about It is 1942, and London remains under constant threat of enemy attack as the Second World War rages on. In the Bethnal, 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 yeah, Bethnal, Bethnal, in the Bethnal Green neighborhood, Nellie Morris counts every day lucky that she emerges from the underground shelters unharmed, her loving family still surrounding her. Three years into the war, she's grateful to hold on to remnants of normalcy. Her job as assisting the mayor and nights spent at the local pub with her best friend. But after a chance encounter with Ray, an American airman stationed nearby, Nellie becomes enchanted with the idea of a broader world. Just when Nellie begins to embrace an exciting new life with Ray, a terrible incident occurs during an air raid one evening and the consequences are catastrophic. As the truth about that night is revealed, Nellie's world is torn apart. When it seems all hope is lost, Nellie finds that, against all odds, love and happiness can triumph. 19 Steps is a deeply affecting, mesmerizing page-turner inspired by the author's family history. Oh. An epic story of longing, loss, and secrets, Millie Bobby Brown's propulsive debut introduces an unforgettable, brave young woman and boldly portrays the strength and the power of love okay Mm -hmm. you know what i would have like i would have found that intriguing regardless of who the author is but i'm just that got me interested yeah good for her i wasn't expecting yeah i wasn't expecting to see that damn okay what's the oh i see a fantasy romance okay here we go uh, yeah, I had to get those two in there because they were just too good not to not to include. So yeah, Fall of Ruin and Wrath by Jennifer L. Armentrout. So this is the author of the From Blood and Ash series. Uh, this released September twelfth. It's fantasy romance and four hundred and twenty one pages. We love fantasy romance. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago, the world was destroyed by gods. Only nine cities were spared, separated by vast wilderness, teeming with monsters and unimaginable dangers. Each city is now ruled by a guardian, 
royalty who feed on mortal pleasures. Born with an intuition that never fails, Callista knows her talents are of great value to the power-hungry of the world, so she lives hidden as a courtesan of the Baron of Arkwood. In exchange for his protection, she grants him information. When her intuition leads her to save a traveling prince in dire trouble, the voice inside her blazes with warning and promise. Today he'll bring her joy. One day he'll be her doom. When the Baron takes an interest in the traveling prince, and the prince takes an interest in Callista, she becomes the prince's temporary companion. But the city simmers with rebellion, and with knights and monsters at at her city gates and a hungry prince in her bed, intuition may not be enough to keep her safe. Callista must choose, follow her intuition to safety, or follow her heart to her downfall. Breathtaking suspense and scorching romance meet in this immersive new fantasy from a mega best-selling force, Jennifer L. Armentrout. Um, scorching romance, that's <laughs> That's, yeah, done. no, given. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> that is obviously on our list now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't read From Blood and Ash, but I have heard a lot of really good mm-hmm. things, and I know that it blew up all over TikTok a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So... Okay. Excited. So up next we have Playing the Witch Card by KJ Del Antonia. This was also released on September 12th with 351 pages and it's a fancy. Three generations of magic, two rogue exes and one tarot deck. The perfect recipe for chaos. I love that. I love it already, right? Oh <laughs> um Flair Hardwick knows three things. Magic is real, love isn't, and relying on either ends in disaster. So while she's grateful for the chance to take over her grandmother's Kansas bakery after she finally leaves her cheating husband, she won't be embracing Nana's fortune-telling side hustle. Hers is a strictly no-magic operation until the innocent batch of tarot card cookies Flair bakes for the town's Halloween celebration unleashes the power of the family deck, luring Flair's unpredictable mother to town, tempting Flair's magic-obsessed daughter, and bringing back Flair's first love while ensnaring her ex in a curse she can't break. God. (laughs) Flair's attempts to control the chaos only makes things worse playing right into the hands of a powerful witch suddenly there is far more at stake than her status as the most reluctant witch in town and the magic flair has long rejected becomes the only card she has left to play okay like what an awesome premise i have never i mean i know there are billions of books that i've never heard of but like i've never heard of something like to deal with that i don't know yeah like (laughs) Uh, to me it sounds like it's going to be um kind of like a cozy witchy vibe yeah oh i love that Okay. okay i'm like tapped out with my books that i can read in september but i feel like that's gonna be a really good book to read in october for some reason yes Yes. I I'm down. Honestly, like I'm not like I'm not super into tarot readings or like tarot cards, but I mean like and she's super super into it. I just I want to talk to her about this book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, what else is there? Ooh. Another fantasy. Ah. The Unfortunate Side Effects of Heartbreak and Magic by Brianne Randall. Uh, it's released September 19th, 336 pages, and like I said, fantasy. So this is great for fans of Practical Magic and Gilmore Girls. Done. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, it's a debut novel that explores the shields we build around our hearts to retain our own magic. Oh. Sadie Revelari has always believed that the curse of four heartbreaks that accompanies her magic would be worth the price. But when her grandmother is diagnosed with cancer with only weeks to live and her first heartbreak, Jake McNeely, returns to town after a decade, her carefully structured life begins to unravel. With the news of their grandmother's impending death, Sadie's estranged twin brother, Seth, returns to town, bringing with him deeply buried family secrets that threaten to tear Sadie's world apart. Their grandmother has been the backbone of the family for generations, and with her death, Sadie isn't sure she'll have the strength to keep the family and her magic together. As feelings for Jake begin to rekindle and her grandmother growing sicker by the day, 
Sadie faces the last of her heartbreaks, and she has to decide, is love more important than magic? Okay, damn. That one, I think, is going to be a tearjerker. Um, yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Also, I'm not sure if it's this book or that last one that you just read, but apparently they come with recipes. One of them does, and I don't remember which one it is. Possibly the one that has to do with the bakery. Yeah, I feel like that would be. I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's so cool. But that's so cute, right? Ah. But yeah, anyways. So, the unfortunate side effects of heartbreak and magic sounds like uh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to read it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, they sound so good for October. Yep. Like the autumn vibes and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm so ready for that. I feel like autumn is just made for fantasy. <sighs> okay. This is how we end things by RJ Jacobs. This came out September 12th with 336 pages and it is a thriller, dark academia. What does that mean? Academia. Dark academia is like, it's just like an aesthetic of um, like higher education huh. in academia. Okay. Um, often with like books, libraries, uh, like museums, coffee shops, like autumn vibes. Like it's just a lot. Okay. But it has to do with like a school sort of. Okay. It's, it's hard to explain what aesthetics are. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just have to, like, word vomit things that go hand in hand with okay. it. Um, but, like, a lot of people say, like, Harry Potter is dark acting. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. So, okay. that's another way to, yeah. Okay. I like it. Carry on. Okay. Campus is empty. A winter storm is blowing in and someone is lurking in the shadows waiting for their chance to kill again. Forest, North Carolina. Under the instruction of enigmatic Professor Joe Lyons, Lyons, five graduate students are studying the tedious science behind the acts of lying, but discovering the secrets of deception isn't making any of the students more honest, though. Instead, it's making it easier for them to guard their own secrets, and they all have something to hide. When a test goes awry and one of them is found dead, the students find themselves trapped by a snowstorm on an abandoned campus with a local detective on the case. As Harvard's secrets begin to break the surface, the graduates must find out who's lying, who isn't, and who may have been capable of committing murder. It turns out deception is even more dangerous than they thought. A foreboding new dark academia thriller of deception and suspense, this is how we end things, follows the unraveling of a close group of students as they contend with what it means to lie and be lied to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just, man, thrillers got me turned off now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That one just, to me, felt like it had such autumn vibes to it. Yeah, no, like, I wouldn't mind reading that in October. Um, Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for anybody who enjoys thrillers, mm-hmm. sure. I'm just, I'm burned. I'm burned. Burned out from it? Burned out. From last month? Yes. How many books did I read last month? Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the next one, we're getting back into our romance side of things, oh. is The Long Game by Elena Armas. So that's the same author of The Spanish Love Deception, and I read that one back a couple months ago, and I loved it. It was so good. Yes. I knew that sounded familiar. hmm So this one was released back September 5th, so we can read it now. True. <laughs> uh, 380 pages, and like I said, it's a romance. Adeline Reyes has spent years perfecting her daily routine. Wake up at dawn. Drive to the Miami Flames FC offices, try her hardest to leave a mark, go home, and repeat. But her routine is disrupted when a video of her in an altercation with the team's mascot goes viral. Rather than fire her, the team's owner, who happens to be her father, sends Adeline to middle-of-nowhere North Carolina, where she's tasked with turning around the struggling local soccer team, the Green Warriors, as a way to redeem herself. Her plans crumble upon discovering that the players wear tutus to practice. Impractical. 
keep pet goats messy and are terrified of Adeline, counterproductive, and our nine-year-old kids. To make things worse, also in town is Cameron Caldani, goalkeeping prodigy whose presence is somewhat of a mystery. Cam is the perfect candidate to help Adeline, but after one very unfortunate first encounter involving a rooster, Cam's leg, and Adeline's bumper, he's also set on running her out of town. But banishment is not an option for Adeline. Not again. Helping this ragtag children's team is her road to redemption, and she's playing the long game, with or without Cam's help. So that sounds hilarious. I think that's going to have a lot of really funny points. You said, too, in the Spanish Love Deception, like, you liked her writing and stuff, too, right? Like, she had humor? Yeah. Yeah. She had quite a bit of just, like, like I actually found myself laughing out loud at parts. So I know that this book is going to be the same. I can I can hear it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I I might start that one tonight. <laughs> Oh shit! Here we go. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I'd also really I want to I do want to read the Spanish Love Deception too because I only heard good things about it. So, but like I said, I'm tapped out on books for this month. I cannot take on anything else. <laughs> okay, up next is Cleet Cute by Meryl Wilsner. This was released. Oh, this is released on September nineteenth with three hundred and thirty-two pages, and it's a romance. <gasps> Grace Henderson has been a star of the U.S. Women's National Team for 10 years, even though she's only 26. But when she's sidelined with an injury, a bold new upstart, Phoebe Matthews, takes her spot. 22-year-old Phoebe is everything Grace isn't. A gregarious jokester who plays with a joy that Grace lost somewhere along the way. The last thing Grace expects is to become teammates with benefits with the, this class clown she sees as her rival. Phoebe Matthews is too focused on her first session as a professional soccer player to think about seducing her longtime idol, but when Grace ends up making the first move, they can't keep their hands off of each other. As the World Cup approaches and Grace works her way back from injury, a miscommunication leaves the women with hilariously <laughs> different perspectives on their relationship. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so good. Yep. Uh, but they are on the same page on the field, realizing they can play together instead of vying for the same position. With every tackle, the tension between them grows, and both players soon have to decide what's more important, being together or making the roster. The perfect blend of funny and steamy, Meryl Wilsner's Cleet Cute is about being brave enough to win on and off the field. Like, maybe it's not a whole lot of miscommunication. Yeah, maybe it's just a really small little footnote. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it is, but... Uh, yeah. I'll still read it. It still sounds so good. And it sounds like it's going to be another, like, comedic... Yeah. Like, it has rom-com vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, pretty much all rom-coms have some sort of miscommunication, and I know it's frustrating for you, but... Hopefully it's quickly resolved. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the key. As long as it's not the entire book, like right from the get-go, yeah. based off miscommunication, then I'm okay. If it's just a little something towards, you know, the end, if that's like the big part at the end where they split up and, you know, then they get back together or whatever, uh, I think I, I can handle that. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Next up, we have The Wake Up Call by Beth O'Leary. This will be released on September 26th, and it's 367 pages, and it's a romance. Mm. It's the busiest season of the year, and Forest Manor Hotel is quite literally falling apart. So when Izzy and Lucas are given the same shift on the hotel's front desk, they have no choice but to put their differences aside and see it through. The hotel won't stay afloat beyond Christmas without some sort of miracle. But when Izzy returns a guest's lost wedding ring, the reward convinces management that this might be the way to fix everything. With four rings still sitting in the lost and found, the race is on for Izzy and Lucas to save their beloved hotel and their jobs. As their bitter rivalry turns into something much more complicated, Izzy and Lucas begin to wonder if there's more at stake here than the hotel's future. Can the two of them make it through the season with their hearts intact? Okay, cute. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I actually, okay. I like that too because, like, I mean, I work in a hotel, so, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like um, enemies to lovers, and that's what I'm getting from that mm, description. Yep, definitely. You found some really good ones this month. I thought it was a really good list, if I do say so myself. I mean, clearly you couldn't. You couldn't even narrow it down. Then. No, I couldn't. I couldn't take any more out of it. I already took out two different books yeah. that just finally didn't make the. No, cut. these are these are perfect. Like, okay, the Scarlet Veil vale by Shelby Mahurin. <laughs> I love how aggressive you asked that. <laughs> Mahurin. <laughs> Mahurin. <laughs> the Scarlet Veil vale by Shelby Mahurin. This is releasing on September 26th. Ooh, 640 pages. Which is a big one. But it's a YA fantasy. <laughs> okay. No, but literally the main time, or the only time that I like a book to be above like 400 pages is if it's a, now if it's a like romance fantasy or yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Because... Because you don't want those to end. I don't want it to end. Yeah, oh. I know. Okay. Oh. Okay. A new darkness is rising in Belterra. This dark and thrilling vampire romance set in the world of the New York Times best-selling Serpent and Dove series is perfect for fans of Sarah J. Mass. Don, don't even need to read any further. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Don. Okay. Six months have passed since Sally took her sacred vows and joined the ranks of the Chaucers as their first huntswoman. With her fiancé, Jean Luke, as captain, she is determined to find her foothold in her new role and help protect Belterra. But whispers from her past still haunt her, and a new evil is rising, one that Sally herself must vanquish, unless she falls prey to the darkness. That's so it's vague. A very small description. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's a uh, vampire romance, and it has been a very long time since I read a vampire romance. Okay. Okay. Let's read this in October. I like yeah. that. I like that. The vampire romance, and obviously Sarah J. Bass. And I have heard something about the Serpent and Dove series oh yeah that's a big series yeah oh is that with the yeah i can picture it i can yep 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 (laughs) yep i know about your hand movements (laughs) okay shit september 26th all right done done that's a really good month worth of releases there's so many there that i want to read like all of them that's why i couldn't narrow it down add it to the tbr Okay, so what what are you currently reading? <laughs> you go first. You go first. I go first? You go first. Okay. First that I'm reading is The Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. This is a very popular fantasy series. The Farseer tri- Trilogy. Hmm. Um, I've heard so many good things about this book series. And I never really took the time to jump into it because it's just pure fantasy. And it's like epic fantasy uh, series that everybody that's a fantasy reader raves about. And I feel bad that I haven't read it up to this point, mm-hmm. but it's it's just pure fantasy. And I've been on like that romance kick for so long yeah. that it really, it, I struggled to want to start this one, but I started it. And I'm listening to the audiobook for this one, which is actually done really, really well. Okay. So I only listen to it while I'm at work, like we've already talked about in past episodes. <laughs> but so by the time that like I'm done work and I got to shut off the audiobook, I don't want to because it's just it's so Oh, fun. dear. Yeah. Okay. I'll read out what the what the description is. In a faraway land where members of the royal family are named for the virtues they embody, one young man will become a walking enigma. Born on the wrong side of the sheets, Fitz, son of chivalry Farseer, is a royal bastard cast out into the world, friendless and lonely. Only his magical link with animals, the old art known as wit, gives him solace and companionship. 
but the wit, if used too often, is a perilous magic, and one abhorred by the nobility. So when Fitz is finally adopted into a royal household, he must give up his old ways and embrace a new life of weaponry, scribing, courtly manners, and how to kill a man secretly, as he trains to become a royal assassin. Okay, damn. is is really good. It took a while to get into it because it was only like little bits of fantasy. So it was kind of like, there was a lot of, not necessarily world building, but just trying to get you into the setting and getting you familiar with the, the families. Mm. And so I just, I struggled a little at the start. It was a little slow going, but it does, it did pick up for me and I just, I don't want to stop. Well, at least now you can say that you are reading it, slash we'll have it read. Yeah. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. Okay, shit. I've never heard of it. I mean, I've also, oh, so I'm new to the fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense that I haven't heard of it, but um, how far are you into it now? I'm 60%. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have, how long do I have left to it? Six hours and 52 minutes. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. <laughs> I've got ten and a half hours into it already. Shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I am also listening to it at uh, 1.8 times the speed. So that six hours, I think, isn't counting that. Oh my God, I don't have to... Uh, like, no. Even even listening to you read the description to the books that you're reading, I even... I have to, like, fully pay attention and grasp on every <laughs> single word you're saying so that I can keep up yeah like i can't i can't do the audios yeah i mean (laughs) not that fast anyway like if i'm really sat down and i'm literally just not focusing on it yeah if i'm not doing anything else then i can and that kind of kind of makes it redundant to even listen to an audiobook at that point yeah 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 i tried I i tried yeah i tried i just don't have the brain for it it's fine. <laughs> I hardly have the brain to be able to read out loud. <laughs> <laughs> one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay. So my first current read for this month mm-hmm. is Fourth Wing. Oh, I'm so happy that you're finally reading it. Me? Freaking too. I... Don't know what clicked in me the other day. I don't know what it was. I I, well, I guess it was just the weekend and I had nothing to do. I sat down. I think it was eight hours straight. <laughs> eight hours. I literally posted a picture on my Instagram of like my Kindle and my iced coffee. And I remember I was taking my Kindle and in, to go pee with me and everything. I, I couldn't put it down. <laughs> couldn't um, put it down. I think I just starved myself that night. I don't even remember, but I was so <laughs> engulfed. Just so into it. Oh my God. I literally could not put it down. I remember finally when I was done, I was like, okay, like I gotta stop. Like I gotta go to, I gotta go to bed. I gotta eat something. And I looked at my Instagram story again and it said eight hours before, like eight hours ago was when I posted oh it. God. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> okay. When was the last time or what book? Was the last time that you spent that long, like, consistently reading? What do you think? For that long? I, I might have an idea of what... What about, um... The Vicious Lost Boys? Yep. But now, yeah. that didn't take me... Uh, I know it was broke up, too, a little bit, but... You know what? Yeah, you're right. But I feel like that's probably... Yeah. <laughs> spot on because why do i know that better than you do <laughs> i don't know <laughs> because i remember sitting down and fully reading one mm-hmm. which was like what four hours yeah roughly and then i remember going right into the other one yeah so you're completely yeah. right and that was that week that i read nine books <laughs> I, re- I remember reading nine books in nine days where did that rebecca go <laughs> she was unemployed okay <laughs> I needed that escape. <laughs> God. Yes, yeah. I miss being able to read that much, but I do not miss being unemployed. No, okay. I hear you. God. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Yaros? 
Yaros? Yaros? Yaros. Okay. Um, the Empyrean <laughs> series number one. Enter the brutal and elite world of a war college for dragon riders from USA Today best-selling author Rebecca Yaros. Okay. (laughs) 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now, the commanding general, also known as her tough-as-talents mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre? Navarre. 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 Dragon Riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans. They incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson. (laughs) The most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the rider's quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Basgayath War College has an agenda. Because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. Okay. Zayden Ryerson. Good lord. I know. Oh my god. Hello? Mm-hmm. Enemies to lovers. Hello? Yep. We love that. Wow. Like, I don't know at what point it was that I just literally couldn't put it down. But I feel like it was very early on. Like, it was mm-hmm. so descriptive. I could, I can close my eyes right now and I feel like I can play back what I read as a movie. Yeah. I said when I finished that book, I felt like, I felt like I'm saying goodbye to my friends. Like, <laughs> that was as sad as that is. <laughs> no, but I understand now. Yeah, I just felt so, like, connected to the characters and the story itself that I was just like, man, this sucks. Like... <laughs> This book is over now, and what is my life now? <laughs> yeah, I I completely. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm on page two hundred and sixty nine of six hundred and sixty four. So I still have a way to go yet, but mm-hmm. oh, god, <laughs> it's way up there, like with Akatar for me. So far, it's literally one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah, uh, the next book is out in November, uh, so there's still a couple month wait, but I'm so, so excited. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh I don't, I don't even know if I should even, even say this, that I'm reading this on the podcast. It's different from what I would normally read. Not too different, but it's a little extreme. Uh, so, it's called Titan, but then down below the title, it says, A Gargoyle Daddy Dom Romance. Stop it. <laughs> I don't know how I found it. I don't know why I clicked to read it. The picture was, was interesting. I friggin' believe it was interesting. So, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, when you said... Okay, never mind. Never mind. No, I need to hear this. When you said Titan, I wasn't picturing T-I-T-A-N. I I was picturing (laughs) T-I-G-H-T-E-N. No! That's why I had the reaction that I had when you first said the name. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no. Titan, like the name, like Titan. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay I will read it out. Don't okay. judge me. Um, do you know? 
It's me. Of course, I'm not going to judge you. Okay, listeners, don't judge me. (laughs) Okay. Living, breathing gargoyles shouldn't exist. Juliana should be running for the door, but the way he looks at her and touches her awakens new desires. Yes. Um, When (laughs) former child star Juliana Novak loses everything to her shady managers, she'll do whatever it takes to win her dependents back, even if it means rushing to find a new sugar daddy. When Titan, a wealthy businessman, makes her an offer she can't refuse, she soon realizes he may not be what he seems. His curved horns, massive wings, and tail are, however, more than she ever bargained for. Oh, God. <laughs> Leader of the last the last surviving gargoyles, Titan knows what desperation looks like, and he recognizes it in Juliana. The heavy weight she carries is one he's able to bear, and one he finds he wants to. Uh, when his missing supernatural artifact and her financial troubles unexpectedly align, Titan and Juliana find that a single night together won't be enough. Confronted by old enemies and diverging paths they are they once followed may no longer be the destiny their hearts desire. Then important note, please check author's website for full descriptions and CWs. <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> it's something. <laughs> uh so the name of like the series because it's like book one of two right now is uh romancing his stone that's literally what it's called so uh i am oh jeez, i'm 21 percent into the book jesus does he use his horns or <laughs> <laughs> not yet but i'm assuming it's coming it's <laughs> oh god Yep, so, I don't know. I may finish it, I may not, we shall see. Oh, God. You have to finish it now, I need to know. <laughs> yes, well, I, I will try. It's not... Ba- okay, it is bad, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's not exactly the most well-written uh, piece of literature I've ever <laughs> I've ever read, but... Hey, I feel like that all depends on who you ask. True. Touche. Oh, God. What's your next? So, I'm reading the A Court of Frost and Starlight. So, that's Ooh. the court in, A Court of Thorns and Roses 3.5 in the series. <sighs> By Sarah J. Mass, in case anybody is living under a rock here. Yeah, like our 90% of our podcast is about Akatar at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I obviously can't read out the description in this because... I mean, right off the bat, yeah. the first whole, yeah, just the whole entire thing is just complete. It's, like, how many pages is it? Uh, So it's 272 pages. Yeah. So that is, like, super tiny compared to the rest of. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people skipping this one. And I, but now, as many people are saying that they skipped it, still there's people that are saying, like, it's still crucial to, like, there's still things that you need. To know from that book. Why would you skip it? I don't know. People like that. People are weird. But it it has like a Christmas special sort of vibe to it. So I think people get put off by that because it's it's definitely a different feel than the other books in the series. I can see that with it talking about like Winter Solstice. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't care. It's still more Akadar. Um. So, the only other one that I'm reading is the featured read. I started that. Me too. Did you? Yeah. So, our featured read, which is obviously the third in the Nakamoto series, because we can't get enough, Mm -hmm. is The Things We Left Behind, and it's Lucy and Sloan. Can I say that? That's not a spoiler, right? Because, I mean, you get that right from the first book that there's history there. Because we all wanted True. the second book to be Lucy and Sloane's history. Like, what the yeah. fuck happened We knew there, this was right, coming, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, I don't know if the description is spoilery or not. That's what I was just going to say. Um, I feel like it might be. I mean, it doesn't say anything... But it doesn't say anything about the other two couples. 
that the first two books were. Yeah. It might be able to- It could technically be read as like True. a standalone. Okay. Read it out. If anybody comes back at us. I'm just going to do it. Listen, if if you're worried that the description is going to be a spoiler, just mute us now for like 30 seconds. Maybe closer to a minute. Yeah. Starting now. There was only one woman who could set me free, but I would rather set myself on fire than ask Sloane Walton for anything. Lucian Rollins is a lean, mean, vengeance-seeking mogul. 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 Yeah. (laughs) God. (laughs) On a quest to erase his father's mark on the family name, he spends every waking minute pulling I don't know if I even want to read Um, this description. I know. I, yeah, I don't. Okay. Hey. Cut all that. We're, yeah, we're not going to read out the description because we don't want to actually spoil anything for ourselves. Yeah. If anybody here wants to know the description, just go search it up yourself. Because <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I'm like looking at it. this right now and I'm like, there's a lot of information here right now. Like. Yeah. If, yeah. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like I was looking at the description and there's like paragraph, 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 paragraph. Yeah. I don't want that much no. going into it. No. Okay. Are you, like, very far in it, or are you just, like, a couple pages? Page 23 of 648. You may be further than me. Oh, page 20. Okay, look at us. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I I like it so far. It feels very much like we're right back into the other first two books. Like, she didn't lose her humor. Yep. And, like, Sloan, mm-hmm. obviously, oh, uh, but you know what? I didn't expect Sloan to be that old. No? No. When I pictured her, I pictured, oh. like, my own age. Like, younger than Naomi? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that from, like, the first book, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if that was just me, like, you know, she's working my dream job. <laughs> I know. So I was, like, <laughs> You're putting like... myself there. <laughs> yeah. Living vicariously. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't expecting that. I like it. It's refreshing because there's so many books now that I read and the main female character is like 22, 23. And I was like, I don't, like, I'm having a hard time connecting with that age now. Mm -hmm. That is really refreshing to read a book with a, like, 40-year-old as the main character. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But it's, it's good. I really like Sloan and obviously Lucy. So. Ugh. I can't wait. So it's it's from his perspective too, right? I'm pretty sure it's dual POV. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I to haven't gotten that far into it. Wow. Oh. I just want to know what happened. Yeah. Like, like there's so much history there. I wonder if it's going to be one of those things that it actually is a big deal or if it's just one of those things that was like, like, why let that pull them apart or whatever? I'm wondering if it's going to be a big deal. Like. Or not. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think Lucy Score is just, like, really good at taking these. It's really hard to say this Mm -hmm. without, like, spoiling anything from the first two books. But, like, a situation and, like. Like, blowing it up. Yeah. Yep. Like, kind of out of nowhere, this happens, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's so hard. <laughs> I know. I can't talk about it. Um, All I'm saying, if this book ends the exact freaking way that the first two books ended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, on that note, though, mm-hmm. I have seen uh, a lot of people that have rated book one five star. Rated book two lower, like two, three stars, would go back and rate this book five stars. I've okay. seen that often. Okay. So it seemed to be a pattern that book two was not as well loved as these next two books. Or these. Yeah. Seems like some of us are on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. <sighs> He's just such a mystery. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's what, that's the appeal. <laughs> oh, is it ever. We love yeah. our mysterious men. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I can't wait for the end of month episode to actually talk about it. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping I can read more books this month than what I've been putting out. But I've been playing um, Boulder's Gate a lot. (laughs) And also playing Starfield. (laughs) So there's like two big hefty games that I've been playing in my free time that I should be reading. Ah. All right, well, I can't wait to uh, come back here again in two weeks and talk about our our ratings. Oh, God. I wonder if I'll have the Gargoyle book finished. I wonder what I'm going to rate it. It's, Please do. I'm feeling it's going to be a two star. I don't know if I'll... Maybe a one star. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I I figured it was something different and but I just find it kind of funny. <laughs> okay, at least finish it just so we can find out if he uses his horns or his tail. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious now. Uh in the book it went into detail on um ridges on the tail, so I think it's safe to say that this is going to oh, be Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll let you know. I'll send you yeah. screenshots. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that close up our episode. Mm, I need to go to sleep. Okay. But until then, um, give us a follow on Instagram, my sister's TBR, and keep up with our posts. Mm-hmm. We post what we're reading there and just other pictures. shenanigans. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. See you in two weeks. And see you in two weeks.